1: I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie. You're in, uh, where
0: are you today? Byron Bay. Uh, I'm in Byron Bay. I'm up in uh, Byron Bay for Byron Bay Blues Fest. My first Blues Fest. Have you done a Blues Fest before?
1: I have never because it's uh, always on at Easter, which is always Melbourne International Comedy oh, Festival. Yeah. So uh, I have never um, uh, been to the Byron Bay, Bay, Byron Bay Blues Fest. It's actually quite hard to say now, is it? Byron Bay Blues Fest? Yeah, it is. Blues Fest. Bay Blues Fest. What do they Fire call Bay it? Bl- they call it? Blues Fest. Yeah, just the Blues, Blues Fest. Fest. Okay. I've never Blues been Fest. to Blues Fest. Uh, give us a little, <laughs> paint a little picture for us of Blues Fest. Mud.
0: <laughs> lots and lots of mud. <laughs> it's um, been raining pretty heavily up here. So uh, for our Northern Hemisphere listeners, we're halfway through autumn. Uh, fall, for the North American listeners, Uh Byron Bay is a subtropical region anyway, so it gets a fair bit of rain even in summer. Um, I was warned before I came up here that I would need to buy um, gumboots. What do you call them in America? They're called Galoshes? Wellingtons in the UK. Wellingtons. Ga- Galoshes? Galoshes. Galoshes, Galoshes. Yeah. So I, I had think- to buy... I mean, it is weird that we call them gumboots. When I went into the store to buy them, I felt stupid asking for gumboots. Like, I wanted to say Wellingtons. I felt that had a bit more prestige.
1: Where does gumboots come from? Is gumboots a uh, brand name? I don't
0: know. Michael, can you search the uh, uh, origin of the of gumboot? Australian term for a galosha. Gumboot. Yeah, gumboot. Gum because, um,
1: like, it feels to me like maybe there was a brand of galoshes called the gumboot. And then, like, you yeah. know... Like sticky tape like or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It becomes the one that everybody uses. Blue tack. Yeah. Or do you think it has
0: something to do with eucalyptus trees, like gum trees?
1: Okay, here we go. The gum boot in New Zealand. Oh, fucking ooh. New Zealand. Jesus Of course. Christ. We've, we've stolen yet another thing from New Zealand. Well, that <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, hang on, I've lost my window. Um,
0: the ooh. term gum boot. Is New, in New Zealand is thought to derive from the 19th century kauri gum diggers who wore footwear, or perhaps because the boots were made from gum rubber. That makes sense. Okay.
1: The term is often abbreviated to gummies. No, it's not. No, it's not. A Gummy bears called Never. gummy bears because they're wearing little gum boots? Gum rubber. So that would make more sense, right? Rubber from the gum
0: tree. Is that what that means? Yeah. I mean, when you're buying gum boots for a a music festival because there is that, you know, like if you look at photos from Glastonbury and stuff and you see what the fancy celebrities are wearing, there are a certain brand of gumboot that's acceptable to wear because you're going to dress up for the festival, right? You're going to wear some cool clothes. You can't go out getting Farmer Joe's gumboots. Well, I can't go Um, back
1: to the farm on Anderson's Road, Denison, and grab a pair of Graham's gumboots and wear (laughs) (laughs) wear them to Byron Bay Blues Fest.
0: Well, that's what you would have thought. I mean, I did try. I, I was in a rush to find try and find some gum boots. Um, in the end, I went to Big W because <laughs> I I couldn't find some high end uh, Wellington boots anywhere. So I just went and got a twenty five dollar pair of uh, Big W gummies. Um, greatest investment uh, of the music festival so far. Uh, it's it, it, it's one of those things where the first couple of days when the ground is still quite firm, it doesn't matter there's a bit of water around because, you know, they've got paved areas and stuff and you're going in tents and everything. But by day three, it's just mayhem. It's bloody woodstock. There's people sliding, slipping, and sliding. And you also forget that once the sun goes down, you can't see bloody anything at a festival. It's in the middle of a paddock. So you're just walking around. You don't know what you're stepping on. And I have these knee-high gray, uh, Graham Anderson gumboots on. <laughs> Like, doesn't really go with my Jack London shirt, Will, I'll tell you
1: that much. Yeah, Dad never puts on a Jack London shirt to round up the cows. Just hang yeah. on, laugh, I've just got to whack on my Jack London before I go out and irrigate at three o'clock in the morning. So, uh, Blues Fest is a five-day festival.
0: Okay. Um, and uh, as you may uh, have guessed from the name, it is a Blues and Roots type festival. Mm-hmm. So, not a lot of hip-hop. Um, not a lot of like rock and roll or. Uh, what about uh, the varieties roots?
1: The roll. roots could play though. Surely at a blues and roots festival, the band the roots could play. If you needed a hip hop act, what is roots music? What is that? Is that like what? What does
0: that come from? What What does that mean? What's it short for? What's the genre?
1: Well, what is the? Are you asking what is the root of root? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what the actual I mean, de- definition of roots music is. I, I I would say played by people who have ba- who have dreadlocks um roots oh hang on roots music not roots the brand here we go um all right roots music let's have a little look at the world of roots music um okay roots music may refer to okay well here you go it's multifaceted yep. for a start charlie okay american folk music would be considered yep. roots music americana like uh incorporating early blues country folk rhythm and blues and rock influences folk kid, music so kid
0: rock Kid Rock is uh, Americana, right? Yeah,
1: Kid Rock would definitely play at the... He
0: takes a little bit of hip hop and mix it with some Southern rock. He's got now, more money in... than Fort
1: Knox. How do you think that uh, Kid Rock's uh, political view of the world would go down at the Byron Bay Blues and Roots Festival? If they, mm. if they invited Kid Rock onto the lineup down at Byron Bay Blues and Roots, how would that go?
0: I don't know that he would get a warm welcome if he decided to take time out to express his political beliefs. I don't think it would be the most uh, uh, receptive crowd.
1: What if he changed his name to Kid Blues and Roots for the weekend? (laughs) Uh, It would be the
0: least weird name of a child in Byron Bay.
1: (laughs) Folk music, Roots reggae, Roots revival um, and world music. So they will all be considered under Roots music.
0: Yeah, so I've heard a lot of that kind of music over the past couple of days.
1: Um it's five day festival. I
0: I think 3 days. I'm 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 no good at long festivals like the walking around and standing and late nights and it gets cold and stuff like that. So like it's day 4 now and I'm already feeling it. Like it's it's, it's been a, it's been a long it's been a long 4 days. But saw some good acts. Saw Iggy Pop first time ever. Have you seen Iggy Pop before?
1: I have. I saw him man. You know, about 10 years ago when I assumed it would be the last time he would ever do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was my thought too. It was like, oh, you know, should probably see Iggy Pop before he shifts his mortal coil. But having seen him, I think he's going to live another 30 years. <laughs> like, He is pickled, that man.
1: Well, he's one, he's one of those guys, Keith Richards style, who's yes. gone through death and come back out the other side. Everything that yeah. should have killed you didn't and now you just feel like you're unbreakable. He, he's literally yeah. a character from the M. No- M Night Malan has actually been putting together. I don't know how I said his name like that this time. but
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: I liked it though. M. Night Shyamalan, uh has been actually doing a worldwide prank, uh, filling the actual world with unbreakable characters. Uh, Iggy Pop, uh, Keith Richards, these guys will never die. Well, you know what they say, Will. Only uh,
0: cockroaches will survive nuclear fallout and Iggy Pop.
1: Mm. The band The Cockroaches. Who turned into the Wiggles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's funny,
0: though. He comes out with all that energy, but he's 71 now. Mm. So all the kind of, you know, serpentine kind of body rolls and punch in the air and, you know, kicking and stuff, it's a 71-year-old doing it. So the air punches were just like a little... They weren't like full extension air punches and the hip swivels were just a little more restrained. Like everything... The energy there, the spirit was willing, but the body was just not going where it used to go from 20
1: years ago. Essentially, if you're at a swimming pool, he's doing water aerobics.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> tai Chi, essentially. He's on stage <laughs> yeah. doing Tai if Chi. If there was no
1: music and he was just in a park by himself, you would be like, that's Tai Chi. Definitely Tai Chi.
0: I mean, it is funny, though, because there is real person old and then there's celebrity old. Mm. Like, if I said, hey, we'll meet my friend, he's 71 – you go, oh, that's an old man. Mm. But you see Iggy Pop, he's 71, but he doesn't look... I mean, he looks old, but he looks famous 71.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, he could actually get a pensioner discount at the movies, but he probably rarely gets out his pensioner card. I don't know. He was drinking from an
0: encrusted goblet. (laughs) That's the one (laughs) thing I did notice during the show. Because I was like, you know, Iggy Pop has been fairly fringe for a long time. He's been on the edge. He's never really had a mainstream hit you know, he's had some sort of people appropriate his songs, but he's not really like, how much money do you think he's made? And then I see that encrusted goblet and like, oh, I'm sure he's doing okay.
1: Yeah, and the weird thing is he's drinking Horlicks out of it. He's old. Yeah. He wants to get a good rest after the show. He's got to have his Horlicks early, so the buzz doesn't keep him awake.
0: Well, the funny thing about Blues uh, Blues Fest is it's a real, uh, it's a very friendly, fam- family-friendly festival. Okay. So. There's a lot of kids there. There's a lot of everyone there. Like it's everything from like babies up to you know uh, people who are regular seventy-one years old and look regular seventy-one years old. But the hilarious thing is, in all the major tents where all the major acts are, they have seating, so you can elect to take a seat, you know, up the back and watch the big screens, or you can get into the mosh pit if you want. And I tell you, will. I've loved being able to sit down and watch the screen. <laughs> I did it for a couple of gigs. I went up and I stood in the mosh fit and I was like, fuck this, this is a young man's game. A total young man's game. Just give me a seat. Somewhere I can put my feet up and relax.
1: <laughs> Maybe some teenagers I can yell at to fill in some time between bands." Yeah. hands. <laughs>
0: well, that's a the thing. There's a distinct lack of... Drug affected people there, like when you go to other music festivals, there is that sort of sense that every second or third person who walks past you is really high. Yeah, you don't really get that. I'm sure there are high people there, but it seems to be uh, the per per capita, it seems to be less.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, and a couple of the older people have you know mixed a you know Savignon Blanc with a couple of their pain meds and having just a nice little buzz on while they listen to some world music. Well, it's also, I mean, there is the ever-present smell of weed, but yes.
0: like you say, it's Byron, it's Byron Bay, so it's kind of like, that doesn't really count. No, it, it might be weed from Byron, the it? weed factory. Yeah, totally. Like, from every surrounding farm
1: and paddock. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, do you smell weed? Oh, yeah, the trick is when you don't smell weed. So, the minute you no. don't smell weed... Then you're in trouble. I was at, uh, I I won't uh, mention which venue, but uh, I was uh, at a venue in uh, Melbourne yesterday during the comedy festival and I was in the bar and then it was like, this is an indoor bar venue, not a place where people should, well, I mean, it's not legal to smoke weed anywhere, is it? But like, um, certainly. You forget though, don't you? (laughs) Well, this person had forgotten it wasn't legal to smoke it inside this bar (laughs) because. Wow. Like somebody was huffing and a puffing and, like obviously on like a, a you know a vape pen or something like that but it was like full right. on weed and i was like how do you think that no one's noticing that like mm. what world do you live in where you think you can just go to a city bar on like easter saturday and then just smoke weed in the bar like i admired yeah. that person whoever they were but I, yeah. <laughs> but they live I mean, a different always life than think it. that
0: it's like that. It, it is of all the drugs to choose it is the stinkiest one that also gives off a visual sign yeah. of where you are.
1: <laughs> like, Yeah. Which, which guy do you more... reckon did it? The guy who stinks of weed and has a puffer <laughs> smoker above his head like they've just elected a Pope. I reckon it's that guy.
0: Because I did see two guys in front of me at the Iggy gig. They did pull out a joint and they would, because there was security everywhere and stuff, and so they were, wanted to be a bit discreet, so they pushed into the crowd a bit more mm. and then pulled out their joint and started puffing on it. But it's like immediately this cloud of like, you know, gunja stench rolls out and there's this big smoke signal. Like security just came straight in from both sides. It's like,
1: you're not, the crowd doesn't hide you, mate. Like you've just put up a smoke signal. Yeah, no, you're not really thinking that through. But then, you know, pot smokers are not necessarily known for their master planning. It's rare in an Ocean's (laughs) Eleven movie where they're like, we've got to put this plan together with precision. Let's get Cheech involved. How's the uh, festival going? You're in the last week, right? This is what well, today's. You'd be done lot. by the time uh, people hear this. As we're recording this, uh, my last show is the, is this evening. So, it's been um, it's been great actually. The show's ended up being really good. I've really enjoyed doing it. It's been. It's been really fun. Um, We'll probably talk about this on our other podcast, but Luke Beveridge, the coach of the Bulldogs, my AFL team, came this week, and that's the first time he's come to the show since we won the premiership in 2016, and he gave me another signed football from everyone. So I'm I'm assuming that we will now win the premiership just based on that, but we'll talk about that more on our other podcast. Well, just before we get off the topic, and I just ask, wasn't in 2016, didn't the whole team come or at least a fair chunk of the players? Well, some of the players came. Um, I don't know how many of the players came the other night, but Bevo was there. That's that's the important thing. You know, That's where the, mess- the key messaging is <laughs> going to come from oh
0: yeah right you reckon he's going to take something back to the playing group
1: yeah and you know the other thing is like you know I just want something weaved into one of the speeches or whatever and it's better if they haven't yeah. seen it then he, he knows he can weave it in then if nobody else has seen it right he can claim it is his own material and I'm fine yeah. with that but also Bevo's much more in my demo than the players some of those yeah. players I don't have references for a 20 year old AFL footballer I don't have any jokes about Fortnite in the show I don't mention Dumbledore yeah. once I don't know what to talk about to these young people well that's the thing about Blues Fest is uh, a lot of these acts I'm like
0: oh what are these young people what's in it for these young people like I've been to you know Splendour and when Big Day Out used to be around and you know you could understand why like 17 18 year olds would go there and whatever band one Hottest 100 is playing on the main stage but to see young people at this festival I'm like what are you getting out of this are you just doing this to please your parents
1: (laughs) stop pandering (laughs) Um, I think that it's a good family-friendly starter festival. You go to that festival with your parents, they enjoy a festival. It's like your Woodford Folk Festival, you know. It's designed yeah. so older people can like festivals and then you can go to Rainbow Serpent and, you know, take 19 tabs of acid and 14 pingers. <laughs> but you're like, it's just like <laughs> Blues and Roots Fest. I swear, it's the same.
0: Well, that's there was, uh, there was a, a distinct lack of... Gestapo-esque police dogs. Like, ordinarily, when you go to, like, one of these big festivals, you know, you have to walk a line of German shepherds. But mm-hmm. I figure everyone was like, ah, look, so if Grandpa wants to take his first acid tab since 1967, let well, let him go. Let him go. Like, to be let honest,
1: he's more concerned with acid reflux than he is with acid... It's a different dem- <laughs> yeah. demographic.
0: It is great, though, seeing, like, grandma and granddad getting into it like dancing to iggy like i did enjoy seeing like all these septuagenarians like getting their groove under iggy
1: pop well because he's an artist of their generation and like yeah there'll totally. probably be a point in our lives where like you go to see i don't know who's who's an artist is the same age as us jay-z what? or someone yeah but this is the thing this is what i came because i really loved the
0: iggy gig i thought he was amazing and you sort of just forget just how how many great songs he has but just that raw charisma, even at seventy-one, to just get up there on his own. Because the band are great, but they're in the background. It's really the Iggy show, and he's so magnetic. And I was like, who is the equivalent? Like, who is the modern equivalent these days? Because R and B and hip hop is so huge now. Who is that kind of like punk rock star who just fronts? Like, you know, he has a band, but he's really, you know, he is the the act. Who is the equivalent now that we love that we will go and see when he's seventy-one? Gee, I actually
1: maybe Dave Grohl. Yes, Mike Hallis suggested Dave Grohl. I think that well, but that but that's the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I mean, like to be a frontman, like uh, you know. yeah. But just but just for the record, I don't know if everybody would be listening to the Foo Fighters if Dave Grohl wasn't involved. Like, if Dave Grohl left the Foo Fighters, there wouldn't be a whole bunch of people going, I still want to hear what the Foo Fighters are putting out. Like, the first album he made by himself and played all the (laughs) instruments and then hired some other guys to play the songs. So I would make the argument that Dave Grohl is the Foo Fighters.
0: So you're saying if J.D. Fortune
1: is the new lead singer for the Foo Fighters, they don't sell as many tickets? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that's true. And, he's still, and he is going to get old and he's still going to rock Dave Grohl. So he's probably the most accurate one. But the one that I want to see is Eminem. I want to say Eminem right. at 71. I want to go to Byron yeah. Bay Blues and Roots Festival and say Eminem. Because he, he's an angry old man now. He's been an angry yeah. old man for ages. Can you imagine what he's going to be like at 71? Like everyone, he'll take aim at everyone. Everyone in the crowd will get a roast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he'll just become like Alf Stewart from Home and
1: Away. Yeah, he'll just essentially be, yeah, exactly. He will just be an old character who's just angry about everything. But that, that's interesting. like
0: Because I guess we're not quite at that, enough time hasn't passed yet where you get those Old godfathers of hip hop touring yet, like maybe in another ten years, you might see, I don't know, like uh, someone from the eighties, like Run DMC or whatever. Like maybe someone comes out and does a solo tour, but they'll be in their sixties and seventies. Salt and Pepper, Salt and Pepper, when they're actually Salt and Pepper in their hair.
1: I mean, how there's got to be a couple of members of, like you know, some well you know NWA or whatever. When Dre, how old's Dre now? Dre's got to be like. 50 50 something i suppose yeah so who's the
0: am my cal this might be a challenge but who's the oldest rapper still in the game
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dre's 54 all right oh chuck d's 58 how do you feel about chuck d at 58 okay. can we can we get an older than chuck d who's still on the scene like his grandmaster flash I mean, still, I would- doing gigs i Chuck Chuck D's a great one. I'd love to
0: see Chuck D at 71 coming out with that voice and still drop an angry political rant. Or how about Rage Against the Machine? Rage Against the Machine at 71. Zach De La Rocca at 71 would be awesome. Rage rage Against... Fuck
1: you, I won't do what you tell me. Rage Against All Machines. I can't get my DVD player to work. (laughs) (laughs) I love that in 17 years you think you've still got a DVD player. Well, I think he does. This, it's an example yeah. of how modern technologies outposting him. Uh, I, I, I missed the headline in this little, uh, when I looked up Chuck D, because uh, Flavor Flav is oh, yeah. 60 years old. So oh, okay. we already have an example of a 60-year-old, and he's got a giant clock around his neck because he knows what time it is. It's Flavor Flav. Ice Tea 61. There you go.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Only 10 years to see Iced Tea and Flavor Flav on that tour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at some point, Flavor Flav's clock has to be like a mortality clock, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it ticks down in... <laughs>
1: these are the years I have left. What time is it Flavor Flav? Well, I'm going to be dead in three, so... What's that clock that we have, that world clock that shows how many minutes to midnight we are, you know, for the destruction dead. of the planet? The doomsday clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flavor Flav will start carrying around the doomsday clock. <laughs> Hey um uh, something that I wanted to talk about briefly uh, because mm. I thought we should just quickly mention it before uh, it happens this week because um the uh, Avengers Endgame comes mm. comes out this week so this will be the last podcast that people hear when we live in a world where the sort of the Avengers story that we've been following for the last 12 years like gets concluded what is your level of interest or excitement for that happening Charlie um, I, uh, I'm interested. I'll definitely go and see it.
0: I think, uh, I like this. I, there's certain Marvel films I like and I, I mean, cause it's everyone. I like these directors and I like, and I really liked Infinity War. I thought it was good. Um, I don't need to see everyone like, you know, they don't, you know, I don't need Dr. Strange and his mates and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm sure those guys you will know, we'll get. S-
1: Who are you anti of Dr. Strange's mates? Wong? Are you anti Wong? Oh, uh, Wong the real well, hero anti- for me. I say more Wong time. <laughs> I say it's always well, the right time for Wong time. That's my slogan. I've got T-shirts printed. I'm wearing them to the premiere.
0: So I think, I think I'm think i reasonably curious to see. I think it's such a amazing – and what they've done with this franchise and where they're going to – I want to see how they wrap it up. Like I guess it's the Star Wars for the millennial generation in terms of epic storytelling. So I'm, I'm quite keen to see how they tie it up, but I'm also keen to see like who Matt LeBlanc style – is going to hang on, like, will Chris Hemsworth go, yeah, I'm not really going, I'm going to do another three Thor films or whatever, like, I know that Chris Evans is out and, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is probably out, but I, I would imagine there'd be a few guys like, why am I going to give up this fucking $20 million payday?
1: Well, what would you think, make your predictions, who do you think goes and who do you think stays, based on nothing, based on no expert opinion, but just on where you think they are and how much they enjoy doing the job that they're doing, who stays and who well, goes? Well, Chris Evans is definitely out. Yeah. He's come out and said that.
0: Um, Robert Downey Jr., I think, will be out. But I wouldn't be do, surprised if... Do
1: you think that either of them die? Do you think that the reason that they're out mm. is that either of them will die in in Endgame? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're asking...
0: I haven't thought about the story enough to think logically, like, what character dies.
1: but No, but I'm, I guess I'm, think- I'm asking, like, if you're going to remove them from the timeline and the story... How do, yeah. how do you do it? Like, how do you get rid of right. Captain America or how do you get rid of Iron Man from that story? Is the logical conclusion that at least one of them has to die?
0: I don't know if it's a, a logical conclusion. I think you'd get away with no one dying and people would be happy with that. But I think for the emotional impact, yeah. one of them has to die. But in the, think...
1: uni- in the universe where t- uh, t- Iron Man's not going to work anymore, like, yeah. is Tony Stark just allowed to be Tony Stark? Would we put up with that? If Tony Stark one day, as billionaire Tony Stark was like, hey, we saved the planet uh, from Thanos. Um, you know, every half of the people were dead. This is my great final mission. I am hanging up the Iron Man suit and I'm just going to be a uh, crazy billionaire Tony Stark now. Would we be fine with that as a planet? We, 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 would we say, thank you for your service, Iron Man? Or would we, next time there was like a major issue, we'd be like, where is that motherfucker put on your suit and dance, Iron Man? Uh, I think it's a bit like Tom Brady, right? Right.
0: Like, is it? you know. However, however, many Super Bowls is like clearly one of the best of all time. At the time that Tom Brady decides to retire, you'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, you've done enough. See you later. Thanks for your service, Iron Man. And But what you'd want is no, him to be a No, because with Tom Brady,
1: you want him to retire, you know, when he's still good. But like with somebody yeah. who's helping you save the world, you're happy to have a couple of years where they're only at 90, 95%. I'd still take a 90% Iron Man over a, like, you know, 100% Hawkeye every day. <laughs> So,
0: so this entire hypothetical was just so you could do a drive-by on Hawkeye, right?
1: <laughs> it wasn't, but <laughs> it did present itself right in my sights, Hawkeye-like.
0: I mean, I think in terms of storytelling, I think it makes sense that Tony Stark dies because he has been... He's not a that's hero. If you look at examine yeah. these stories and examine where the Avengers are, 90% of the problems caused uh, have been Tony Stark.
1: Yes, that's true. That his hubris has created many of the... Like, you know, problems in the
0: first place. And it feels like Spider-Man dying, you know, his little protege dying. It feels like it makes sense that if he has to sacrifice himself in order that Peter Parker lives, well, logically that makes sense because old man, you know, passes the baton to young man and blah, 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 blah.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, So they they both go. Who else is never seen in a Marvel film again out of the current cast? Uh, I reckon Hawkeye's probably done. Oh, really? yeah i think they're gonna yeah, do I mean, a hawkeye tv series i thought that. Was, hey? i think there might be a hawkeye tv series coming oh really yeah okay but is
0: jeremy renner's not going to be doing a tv series i wouldn't imagine
1: well i mean tv series are yeah big things now if they gave him his own tv series where he could just be hawkeye all the time like a grown-up yeah, version but, of arrow but tv is takes a lot long time to
0: film i mean this is a guy who's you know, used to sort of working shorter hours for more pay, I don't understand why he would suddenly want to sign up for a six-month shooting schedule to do a Hawkeye TV series. Because so, I he think has what... a
1: lot of untold Hawkeye stories, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's been the character of Hawkeye, but we haven't really seen a lot of Hawkeye in this time. He's,
0: if if they do this TV series, I reckon what will be is his daughter, mm. or, 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 knowing nothing about Hawkeye and his mythology, it would be like his daughter becomes the new Hawkeye and he mentors her, kind of like... Uh, Bradley Cooper with the Limitless TV show. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. That's that's pretty good. Um, Do we ever see Gwyneth I, Paltrow in a Marvel movie again after this one? Uh, yes, but only pushing wellness products. <laughs> oh, only plugging goop. <laughs> she yeah. actually is only in Marvel movies as Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think she's gone. When when Danny Junior's gone, she's gone. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the the the, the biggest name to stay will be Chris Hemsworth. I think that he seems to, after that last Thor film, in which he seemed to have a ball, and which they shot on the Gold Coast, which is like 40 minutes from where he lives. Like, why wouldn't you keep making them?
1: Yeah, and where he would get, like, a, if, if there was too much traffic, he'd get a helicopter home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he, just, he lives in a mansion in one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Have you Has there been any Hemsworth spottings at the Byron Bay Blues and Roots? Because that's the other thing that normally happens up that way is there might be a celebrity spotting. You haven't seen like Matt Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth in the mud down at the <coughs> Roots Festival?
0: No, no. They were here last year. Uh, I know that they were here last year, but uh, I think he's out promoting Avengers. Okay. But it's funny because um, uh, I'm here with uh, one of his publicists and she's been getting constant text messages from the organ organisers saying, Oh, like someone just told us Chris is here. Someone just- and, sh- and she's like, no, no, it's not. But people have Hemsworth fever. <laughs> They're hallucinating Hemsworths.
1: Um, all right. So he stays. So Iron, so Iron Man goes, Captain America goes, uh, yeah. Thor stays. Thor stays,
0: Black Panther stays clearly yes. because that's the franchise. It's going to carry them into the, the next decade. Yes, absolutely. Um, Doctor Strange, I guess, stays because, again, he's like second wave. Ant-Man stays second wave. I mean, I guess it's really the first wave. So from that original Avengers film, who goes? Captain America goes. Iron Man. Hulk? I think he stays because there's a good buddy cop thing with him and
1: Thor. Yeah, I think so. And the other thing is you don't even have to do your own movies as Hulk anymore. Like, Ruffalo's got the best job of all because he basically came in after having to make your own movie was done. Like now he's just like yeah. makes big cameos like in these movies yeah. and just enjoys himself. Everything's fine. Yeah.
0: Although he does have to run around with that ping pong ball suit on growling and throwing things
1: and stuff. <laughs> I mean that sounds like fun to me. Get to, get oh, to really? work every day, someone puts you in a ping pong suit, you get to run around and <laughs> growl at shit. That sounds like fun. It's a good day at work. Uh Black Widow spin-off. Yes. I reckon. Now, a, now I now the ca- they're doing a movie, I think, a, a Black Widow movie. Oh, they are doing that? Yeah, I think
0: okay. so. Yeah, so, well, now that, like, female, uh, apparently, f- you can, female superhero films can make money. No one knew that until, like, five years ago. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, they'll keep her, and they'll spin her off into something, or, or do something there. And then, who else is
1: there? An, is that all of them?
0: That's all of them, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's, like, your Ant-Man's. That's your, your original. Whatever's. Yeah, that's your. Yeah.
1: That's your original cast.
0: I mean, it's probably worth noting that on this very podcast in 2012, when the first Avengers came out, I predicted that it would not work. (laughs) I said, there's no way they can merge all those different genre of superheroes together and have it work. You, mark my words, Will,
1: bookmark this, failure. It's got a failure written all over it. I mean I've got to say I've been watching uh, rewatching Infinity War uh, recently and I've watched it a couple of times just in preparation for Endgame and I do marvel in retrospect at how just wonderfully they managed to honor almost every single character in that film and still have a plot that moves forward and like their economy of like being able to yeah blend the characters together and make them work for the plot is it's actually a a great work to be even just to even to make it work in the very first place despite the fact that it's also then good and entertaining and stuff yeah i mean i I,
0: Gemma she dropped out of marvel films a couple of years back so she tried to watch it but it was incomprehensible to her she didn't know who anyone was what their powers were like if if you're not in
1: by now (laughs) guys we're not even gonna try you know what there's there's 19 other films you can watch that will catch you up to date, but we're not going to catch you up to date in the start of this movie. We've just got to get into it, guys. Yeah, we don't have time. I think it was the
0: first time Doctor Strange and his mate, Mr. Wong, created those glowing, you know, whatever, those yeah. like, hieroglyphic shields. And Jim was like, what the fuck is that? And I had no answer for it because I don't really know what they do either. They're like, shields, but... They can also be whips or something. What does he do when he creates those little holographic shields? They're like, Um, what are they? It's magic.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Magic
0: To what end, Will? To what end? It's
1: like the mystical arts. Who am I to explain the mystical arts? It's mystical arts. (laughs) It's capital M, capital A, mystical arts.
0: (laughs) We call it the Marts. All right. What else? Uh, Should we get... Oh, you know... Yes. Yes. You know what we should do. Yes. Um, We are so backlogged in our Patreon. Thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, You are the guys who make this show possible. Um, uh, Each uh, week, we like to award a sticker pack to the best letter we receive from one of our Patreon subscribers. So what we thought we'd do today, because we have about a month's worth, almost two months' worth of letters to get through. We're going to read a few, and we're going to give away a few sticker packs. So how do we do this, Will? I'll just read them. And I'll let you, you can have all the power. We'll read one. If you think it's sticker pack worthy, you just say, what What, what do you want to say? Like some kind how, of how many, like- a, How many
1: sticker packs do I have to give away?
0: Uh, let's say you can, uh, how many letters we got? I reckon you can give away five.
1: Five? And how many letters are we going to have?
0: Well, no, 10. We'll read 10 letters. I you mean, give five away. I like
1: a lot of letters, but okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Three. Three and six. <laughs> three <laughs> Is and six? better? Yeah, that's a better one. Okay. <laughs> I think that's better. <laughs> I'm sorry anyone out there is hoping to get a sticker back. Will's got shit to do. I do. I've been very busy. You've got shit to do. You're at a music festival. We've both got shit to do. Let's do six.
0: I've got to go walk through the mud. Okay. Okay. Six and three. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, so our first bit of correspondence... Oh, so if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Tofop. Um, basically, it's like a crowdfunded site that keeps the show going. So you can sign up to Patreon for any amount, from a dollar up to however generous you want to be. It gets deducted from your account once a month, and it's how we pay Hal. it's how we, we pay Fosdyke, and it is our primary uh, income source at this stage. We're still trying to get like, more sponsors for the show, but until we're kind of fully independent, we, we do rely on your support. So... Thank you for those who have already signed up. Llewellyn writes in, Hey, you two. Didn't Derek and Clive do an early podcast? Peter Cook and Dudley Moore pissed off their heads talking shit. I don't know. I thought of them while listening to this week's pod.
1: Yes. Yes is the answer to that. That's exactly what they did. They used to turn on, essentially, they made these albums where they would get drunk and improvise. And so I guess they invented the podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, Llewellyn hasn't... uh, given an address so he's immediately ruled out we may have to do seven letters
1: well i've got to say letters. well and that was actually a very good one if you'd included your address you probably would want to stick a sticker book but we know the rules we stick by the rules here at tofop okay this is from
0: ian hello from south florida he opens with his address very confident uh you guys are very funny i got into tofop via walking the room i was heartbroken when charlie had to leave for his big show the time moves fast and it feels like forever ago the hiatus happened I remember thinking that you guys would be average-looking comedians. (laughs) But when I Googled you, I was surprised that you both uh, could have skated through life on your good looks alone. You don't even need to talk about prison rape. About 10 years ago, I went on a weekend trip with my extended family and my young son. My niece's boyfriend was a real dickhole all weekend. (laughs) My sister is a lesbian, and he didn't seem to respect her because she is a woman. I could go into specifics, but to put it plainly, he was a real wanker all weekend. He made a big deal of pointing out that he was unprankable, not only that he kept saying that no one had uh, not only that, but he kept saying that no one had any real authority over him. <laughs> Who is this fucking guy? Jesus. I do what I want. <laughs> As the weekend came to a close, he didn't want to help clean the cabins. <laughs> so, so this this sounds familiar, Charlie. Uh, yes, we should remind people, uh, I once went away with Will uh, to Byron Bay, funnily enough. And yes. when time came to pack up the house, I refused. Yes. I mean, it started off as a joke. I was being deliberately obstinate. And the more angry it made everyone, the more I refused to clean up. It was, <laughs> to date, my greatest ever prank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as the weekend came to a close... Still can't find he it. He didn't funny. want to help... Still can't find it amusing. Still having <laughs> flashbacks to how annoyed I was at you. <laughs> I was just like, help clean up. And you would refuse to clean up. And you're normally such a helpful person. And that's why it was so annoying. Your just brutal refusal to obey any conventions of society and help your friends yeah. clean up the house. It was your obligation. It was, it was the least that anybody in your situation would do was help to clean up. And yet you refuse to clean up. I never see you get angry that often, but I remember as I sat on the
0: couch with my arms folded and my feet up watching you carry rubbish out of the kitchen down the stairs and you were so flabbergasted. You were like, "Just would you just get up? Just do
1: something. Just do help us. Help would you help us? Just help. It's the least a human being could do and you refuse to do it. That's how society breaks down. You were like (laughs) Michael Douglas in Falling Down. You had just decided (laughs) that you weren't going to... It shows you how easy, though, it is to be one of those people who... I guess, like, you know, it explains the rise of Donald Trump and those sort of things. Is that it's really hard to argue with somebody who just refuses outright to follow the basic conventions of being a human being as soon as somebody (laughs) just basically says i know i know that's exactly what i should be doing and yet i'm not going to it's actually really hard to compute that information
0: (laughs) yeah i was trolling before trolling was a thing
1: oh still mad
0: (laughs) as the weekend came to a close he didn't want to help clean the cabin and as i carried the plastic bags that held my son's dirty diapers i was struck by an idea So I opened the trash bag to try and get as much air into the bag as I possibly could. Then as I walked by uh, my niece's boyfriend, I stabbed a ballpoint pen into the bag and squeezed out all the air into his face. (laughs) He started yelling and fell down trying to run away. A cloud of stale baby shit particles filled the air. It was rank. He was very humble for the rest of the weekend. My niece said his face stank like shit for days. Even when he had taken multiple showers. And my sister said he wasn't much as much of a dick after they got home from the trip. Will, would you have pepper sprayed Charlie with baby shit air when he wouldn't help clean that weekend if it being an option? Thanks. Ian from Florida.
1: I don't know if I would have that, that weekend because I was so flabbergasted and I just assumed that at some stage this long con that you were playing would pay off, that you would indeed help and you'd help at a double the rate. You know, that you, you know, that everybody else would make up for the fact that you hadn't helped. So I would have given you enough license until the end of it to just go, no, 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 I believe in Charlie. Charlie will come back. But if we ever found ourselves... In the same situation, and you tried to pull that shit on me again, I would fucking baby shit you right in the face, and not even just the <laughs> particles. I would just grab some baby shit and rub it in your face, shove it in your beard, up your nose, in your ears. I'd rub it on all your clothes secretly, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Does Ian get a? Oh yes, yeah. sticker book,
1: sticker stick a, sticker a, right. uh, right. stick pack, <laughs> sticker sheet, sticker sheet. Uh, The next
0: uh, email is from Yala. Hi, Will and Charlie. Just wanted to jump in and say, I've been on board since the beginning and still hanging in there and loving it. Looking forward to heading to Melbourne for the Cheeky Pod, the live pod and Will's show. So that shows how far back we are because that was on
1: the 5th of April, that show, two weeks ago. Well, I also love that she said and loving it because if she just stopped it and still hanging in there, I would have been like, yeah, us too. Yeah, (laughs) just by a thread. (laughs) Still hanging in there.
0: One thing I love that you do, and sorry if everyone hates this, but it's when one of you reads the plot of a shitty movie while the other one tries to guess where it's going. Please do more of this. There's a lot of movie review podcasts out there, but I like the unique perspective of people who have never actually watched the film. If other listeners are liking movie review pods, I have been enjoying A Lady's Guide to Dude Cinema, which I discovered through uh, being a teabagger, so thanks for the connections you've helped helped me make. Keep up the great work. That's a really yes. good podcast, I
1: by the way. I, I, I okay. will also. I've never heard that. it. It's a uh, it's new. Uh, a couple of very funny uh, young comedians uh, who uh, you would know Alex J. I don't know if you would know anyway, but they do this podcast. Check, check them out. Uh, they they watch all the movies that dudes have always been amazed that they haven't watched. Essentially, and it's uh, it, it's
0: cool. It's a good perspective. Uh, P.S. Tried very hard not to neg you guys so I didn't get destroyed like Tim and Chris in episode 234. Yep. P.P.S. Here is my address if you feel like kicking something my way.
1: Sticker pack. You get do a sticker rec- pack. Alex J. and Beck Charwood are the names of the people who do that podcast. Okay, so sticker pack there? Yep. All right. You're going sticker
0: pack crazy. No, two from Will three. Will Anderson's gone mad? Will Anderson's gone mad? Will Anderson's gone mad?
1: It's two from three, but it raises stakes for the next uh, three letters because I only have one left up my sleeve. out of the, One out of the three.
0: Um, okay, this isn't this isn't this isn't uh, this is from Anthony. Anthony, he's written in before. This isn't for a sticker pack. He just is commenting on a okay. previous email he sent to us. Good. Um, we had a guy called David write in who told us that he used to host an R and B show. Therefore, he's a, an expert when it comes to regulate. Oh, okay. Uh, Anthony writes: David lost any credibility when he mentioned he hosted a show that also played R and B, as as De La Soul would say, better known in hip hop circles as rap and bullshit. Ooh. Keep it real. Ooh. Ooh. so rap and R&B do not mix.
1: Wow, rap and bullshit. He lost
0: all credibility. <laughs> wow. Little sideswipe for David. Maybe we can start a flame war between David and Anthony. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is from Luann. Hello, boys. Firstly, I'm an Australian, so I think that gives me an advantage when it comes to winning a sticker book. Mm. It Be- does. That's
1: a very Australian I- thing to think, isn't it? The big boy <laughs> in Australia gives you an advantage over people from other countries. Right on brand. <laughs>
0: I love the podcast, and I'm pretty bummed that Will wasn't at the Brisbane Comedy Festival this year, but I'm holding out hope that it'll come up later in the year. I was doing a hypothetical scenario with my boyfriend in the car the other day, and it made me think to ask you guys, would you prefer to be your normal self now, but be in your seven-year-old self's body, or in your body now, but with your seven-year-old self's mind? Thanks for the laughs. Luke.
1: Oh, no brainer for me, which is like, I would definitely like to be my my, my brain from now in my seven-year-olds.
0: Yeah, I mean, but who I'm... wants to basically essentially be brain damaged, like the mind of a seven-year-old in a 42-year-old's body?
1: Oh, no, like, Charlie, the way your body looks now, I've met a few guys who have the mind of a seven-year-old who have that same <laughs> body. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, it <true. laughs> might be a little bit more on brand you might be able to make more conversation down at the weight spark I, um, uh, I mean what would you
0: i guess the the question is it's almost like a time travel question really isn't it because you're 45 year old world going back into a seven-year-old body does yeah. that mean you have your knowledge of experiences or are you just a super sophisticated intelligent seven-year-old well i imagine like, do you know
1: i imagine i know sorry, everything that's happened to me up until this point but I'm also in a seven-year-old's – me at seven-year-old's body. So, have
0: you time-traveled? Has your consciousness from 2019 gone back to 1982 or whatever it is?
1: That's a really good question, actually. Uh, So, because they're different scenarios. Because if you're time-traveling back and now you have to live your own life again, but knowing – you'd be so paranoid about – like what you'd change to see what worked out yeah. one way or the other, right? If it was in your own yeah. body, I was thinking more that I just go back to being seven now and grow up in this modern world, like with the advantage of having a 45 year old person's brain. Well, I'll just read it again. Okay. Would you prefer
0: to be your normal self now, but in your seven year old self's body? Yeah. Or you're in your body now, but with your seven year old self's mind. Oh, so, so I, think I
1: guess that I like they're saying now. So that'd mean that I yeah, have my brain and whatever now but I have the body of a seven-year-old. Yes. I reckon that'd be a great hook for the comedy festival. Yes. (laughs) If I suddenly just walked out one year and like, it was still me. Same like, you know, same brain, same voice, same act, but just miraculously, I was now just the body of me at age seven. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you think that's like, that could be the greatest hoax ever pulled off? Is it, you go, into, you go into hiding. No one's seen Will Anderson for six months. Like there's rumors that you flew out to Germany for some strange experimental surgery, but no one knows what's happened. But then this marketing campaign starts up for Comedy Festival 2020. Will Anderson is going to make his first stage appearance since 2019. And all the promotional material is just in shadow and stuff. And then you hit the stage and a seven-year-old comes out and we release all this press saying Will went and had this experimental surgery done where his current mind was put in the body of a seven-year-old. But what they don't know is what we've actually done is trained a seven-year-old. We've geared him up with like all your material. Like We've just done a one-year intensive with a seven-year-old and just got him. like You've put him through comedy boot camp. You've gone to all your touchstones. He likes to talk politics and Western Bulldogs and all this kind of shit. What do you reckon? Can we pull that off in a year?
1: Who's going to give us their child for a year for this experiment? Like that's we'll adopt. Yeah. Oh, my, sorry. oh, sorry. In the body of a seven year old Bangladeshi child that we've adopted.
0: We can make it a Patreon reward level. If we get like 20,000, we can adopt the kid.
1: Yeah. But again, that's not much in the whole, you know, secret plan to fool people if we've made it a Patreon yeah. reward level, is it? I think people might be able to trace it back. And say, oh,
0: Mike Hal's offering his kid. He's got a seven year old.
1: Well, I don't think he was offering. He was just saying he's got a seven year old.
0: Well, why would he say that if he wasn't offering?
1: Well, I don't know if he did offer. He didn't dangle his seven year old in front of our faces. He just said he had one. Mike
0: Hal, are you offering your son to be Will and. Oh, oh, she. Be, yeah. Even better. <laughs> I mean that's the thing now like it's a gender fluid age we live in now so you would be like reincarnated in the body of a 7-year-old girl.
1: Yeah that is actually a good point that would actually be better to open up more opportunities. Good time for that. <laughs> Real it's a, it's a reboot of my entire career. I'm now a 7-year-old girl. <laughs> Uh, does Luann get
0: a sticker pack?
1: Uh, didn't, it was, Luann didn't want one or was the person before he didn't want one? That's okay. So, Lu, so. Uh, no, it was, uh, Ant, Anthony didn't want one. Okay. Well, I have to. I Anthony can't, was just
0: taking a side swipe at David.
1: Uh, we have one more letter and there's only one more sticker pack. So I have to hear both letters before I decide whether Luann or the other letter gets the sticker pack.
0: Okay. Uh, this is from regular contributor Esteban. Hello, Will and Charlie. I recently went back and started listening to older episodes of the show, which we'd never recommend. Just a little editorial. Do not go back.
1: Well, also, all we recommend is listen to the new ones first. And then if you want to dip back into the old ones, as a kind of uh, curiosity curiosity thing to see how far we've come. You know, like there's (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like some of the early Marvel movies are not good either. But, you know, they got their act together and the new ones are better. That's just how it works.
0: Yeah, go listen to our version of Thor The Dark World. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hello, Will and Charlie. I recently went back and started listening to older episodes of the show. And I listened to the episode where Will states that he tries to control birds with his mind to see if he's developed that Mm -hmm. superpower. I do that by trying to turn off my alarm in the morning to see if I can turn it off with my mind. But it hasn't happened yet. My question is, if you could have any superpower... (laughs) What would it be? Esteban? come on. Like, open strong. But you asked... All right. No, I'm not going to... Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Uh, My superpower would be to get more people to subscribe to Patreon.
1: Yeah, and my superpower would be giving Luanne the sticker page. (laughs) Oh no, Van has been such a great contributor no, to the show over no, the years. Okay, well, you, currently, okay, let, let's twist this a little bit. Out of any of okay. the Marvel characters that are going to be in uh, Endgame, you get to. Are we getting, hang on, are we
0: promoting uh, Marvel's uh, uh, end ga- Avengers Endgame? Like, why are we talking about it so much?
1: Well, because over the years we've talked about comic book heroes and it comes out this week. Okay.
0: I feel like maybe you're getting some money on the side from Marvel. I don't know about it. You were, <laughs> banging, you on. You it were banging
1: on about Iggy Pop a lot earlier. You're getting a fucking kickback from Iggy Pop Incorporated? <laughs> no,
0: that's a good point.
1: Iggy Pop looks right, great so which for a Avenger man of power, 71. Right? Please go to Iggy Pop's website and buy his protein shakes. I love Iggy Pop. Yeah, come on, mate. We get it. You're a fucking mouthpiece for the paparazzi. I get it. <laughs> Um, once uh, you pop, you can't stop talking about Iggy Pop. I get it. <laughs> um. You, no, I'm just trying to link it into something current, uh, Charlie. Okay. So to, to give this a focus, if you could have the powers of any of the characters in the Avengers uni- universe, which one do you choose? Who do you want to be out of th- those characters? <sighs> um... Uh like, I guess Thor seems
0: to be the god. That's the easiest, right? Super strong, real handsome and shit, can carry a big hammer and stuff. Uh, let's let's knock down the ones you don't want. That's probably easier, right? I don't want to be the Hulk. I don't want to have that aggressive side to me that just pops out and can't control it. I, there's um, a
1: part of me that, that, I guess that's the one that it would just be amazing to be able to release your rage. <laughs> in just such a completely and utterly you know, destructive way and then be able to go, nah, that wasn't me, that was the Hulk. That wasn't <laughs> me. I'm Bruce Banner. Look at me, I'm fun. Ah, the Hulk. Hulk smash. Not me, Bruce right. Banner.
0: Abdicate responsibility for your actions. Isn't yeah. That, that's, that's the superpower you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Um, so, all right, okay. No Hulk for you, Hulk for me. Captain America. Okay. Would you want to be Captain America?
0: So, you're super strong. Um, I mean, with the su- is it just the superpowers or is it also like the moral point of view? Yeah, like, you, know, yeah, he's kind yeah
1: of- you take it all on.
0: Okay. Would I want to be Captain America? Um, yeah. I mean, I think Captain America is just like just a souped up version of a human being, right? Like he's just extra fast and extra strong and has a good moral compass. Yeah. So, sure. Sure,
1: yeah, all right. I mean, I'd be him. It's the most boring of all the choices, but why not? Okay, no, I'm, I'm fine with Captain America too. Happy to be Captain America. Iron Man, would you like to be Iron Man, t- Tony Stark?
0: Um, nah. Seems like too much work, too much driving, too much mm. math.
1: Always making stuff? Like, he's always doing <laughs> in lab, stuff. tinkering on his own suits. Yeah. So much easier to just nah. get angry and smash stuff than constantly <laughs> having to be building suits.
0: Yeah, or get jabbed, you know. I go to the gym a lot, get jabbed in a gym, get real
1: muscle all, muscly yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, it's fine. Get jabbed and then just be good at fighting and stuff. That's fine. Uh,
0: Thor, God, suit. You're a, you're a hairless space viking. Yeah. <laughs> that seems pretty good. I don't you like look sp- like every day, every day is like the cover of a heavy metal album. So I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: I don't like space. Uh, that would be my thing. Too much space for me right. in your Thor life. But otherwise, not mm. too bad. Got a big hammer. I'd yeah. always be, I'd always be losing my hammer. But I guess it doesn't really matter, right? Because the hammer just like flies towards you anyway. Um, uh, all right. What about uh, Black Widow then? What about living as uh, former spy, a- an assassin? Assassin. Nah,
0: not really into that. I think I'd look good in that leather jumpsuit though. <laughs>
1: I like changing my hair colour, uh, you know, all the time. I was always very fond of that. But I reckon be- being an assassin, you just there's so much attention to detail in being an assassin and I just don't think that's my absolute strength, attention to detail. I
0: actually think that's probably
1: her skill set is probably
0: most closely linked with mine because she's a spy. So yeah. her job is to integrate. It's essentially acting. Mm. So I could probably do that. But I don't know if I could do all the kicks and flips and stuff I'd
1: need to do. That seems like hard work. Right.
0: Yeah, and Hawkeye is the last one shooting bows and arrows. I'd
1: always, I've always liked to shoot a bow and arrow. I always would have, have you. I mean, I've never done it, but I've oh. always <laughs> like th- thought there would be a cool thing to be able to do, like to just like grab an arrow and shoot like a bow and arrow. That that's, that seems like a fun thing to be able to do.
0: We had um, bow and arrows growing up. We had a couple bows and arrows, and we lived next to a park. And so, uh, when was Haley's comment? Was that like nineteen eighty seven?
1: Yep, I think.
0: Yeah, so me and my sister, eighty-six. There we you go. tried to, huh?
1: Eighty-six. Mike says. eighty-six.
0: So I would have been, uh, I would have been nine years old. Me and my sister would go into the park, and we would light a sparkler. We would tie it to the front of the arrow, and we'd shoot the sparkler into the air, and try and tell people that it was Haley's Comet, <laughs> <laughs> which is all well and good until it landed on the neighbor's roof. <laughs> Uh, do you want to just do one more letter? We've yeah, got right. let's, let's do five minutes, guys. So let's just, yeah. let's do one more, and then we can um we can wrap it up. Okay, so this is from Ray. Um, he wants me to say Irish wristwatch six times really fast. Okay. Little does he know I'm a fucking master at this. Ready? Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Pretty good.
1: <sighs> that was actually pretty good. I've got to say.
0: Yeah, you try. Irish... No, fast. You can't fucking enunciate anything. Irish
1: wristwatch. It. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irene... <laughs> Irene wristwatch. Irish which Irene. wristwatch? Irene. <laughs> Irish... Irish... Oh, yeah, go. Irish wristwatch. Irish... Oh, fuck, I can't even <laughs> say it slow. <laughs> Irish wristwatch.
0: Okay, so Ray says, it's a crossover alert. During halftime of the Doggies versus the Swans... The dogs' players' choice was regulate. Huh.
1: Well, what, what's the players' choice? Is that well the, the, when they have a? Um, I guess that's maybe when they home game. Hmm. Like, is it? Did on you the... go see the doggies in the is, swans this year? Is it on the broadcast or is it on actually at the game? I don't know. Let's get another letter. Okay. That was all right, but I think we can do better. I suddenly just, just, the I suddenly just checked the, the football score, which I should not have done during the podcast Oh, really? uh, because it's not going well for my football team. So might be a really great podcast, footy podcast this week for Charlie and not for me. Sorry, hang on. I'm just reading. I can't remember if I've read okay. this one before or not. It's on the broadcast. Uh, Player's Choice. It's probably the one that Byron does. Uh, Byron Cook like he goes to the players and he talks to them about it, their favourite songs and he plays little clips and he finds the song from the day that they were born and you yeah, know what was number one on the day they were born right. and like gets a little insight into the players musical tastes okay this last uh,
0: letter is from Kelly hi Will and Charlie thanks you thank you thanks you thank you thank you for creating such an entertaining podcast yours was the first podcast I ever listened to and you set the standard
1: high oh boy Oh boy. Uh, that's setting the setting the standard high is, is is only a sentence that can be said by someone who would only listen to one podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I suffer from a bit of insomnia during the night and I started listening to your podcast in the hope that it would help me fall back to sleep. Yes. However, it had the opposite effect, mm. and I ended up laughing so much that my husband banned me from listening to it during the night as my f- silent full body laughter was making the be- bed shake and waking him up. <laughs> A friend put me onto the Calm app, which has actors and entertainers reading stories, and I've found this to work much better, letting me settle back into sleep. Listening to your latest episode got me thinking about how, something, how soothing Charlie's voice is. It would be amazing to combine my favorite podcast with my favorite sleep time app and have Charlie read a bedtime story with his very smooth vocals. Perhaps a treat for the Patreon subscribers. Anyway, thanks for the laughs, keep up the good work, and I hope to see Will... Uh, at another Brisbane show soon cheers Kelly and she gave her address. what do you reckon, I reckon that yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her one yeah let's give she it she says let's... I have a smooth voice
1: well I think that we should do that as a patreon reward you reading a, a, a bedtime story bedtime story like imagine if it okay. works imagine if it becomes the most successful thing this podcast has ever done people like it really <laughs> yeah. works nothing puts me to sleep more than Charlie Clawson just reading a bedtime story what sort of bedtime story should it be one of our own or just a famous bedtime story just in your voice is that how it works?
0: I don't know. How does the uh, How does the uh, Calm app work? Because That's the one, like, they get Stephen Fry and a bunch of other, like, uh, honey-voiced actors to read things. But I thought the whole point of it was, it was just meant to be boring stories that have neither peaks okay. nor troughs, yeah. so you can, don't focus in. It's got to be that generic, you know, like reading from a manual or something like that. Maybe that's what it should be. I'll just read from, like, an instruction manual for a set of shelves or something. Right. Do they come with instruction manuals? <laughs>
1: I mean, I believe microphones and Zoom recorders come with instructions manuals as well, but we've never read those. So maybe we should do that for yeah. the Patreon reward level. Read the instruction manual to the Zoom recorder. Uh,
0: we plugged Patreon before, yes. uh, but if you want to support the show, it is really the best way. Otherwise, um, buy some products from one of our sponsors, and remember to use the, the code TOFOP when you're at the checkout. Um, are you going to be doing any uh, tours after Melbourne? I mean, it's
1: done now, and by the time people hear this,
0: are you doing some follow-up shows?
1: Uh, so I'll be in Newcastle doing my Eagle show, but I've actually, um, yeah, you know, as we've hinted to on the podcast a few times, like my, uh, my real life has had some, uh, you know, some busy, bu- some busyness, and some uh, things going on that need some attention. So no, I'm actually. um I've decided I had a tour planned for the year, but I've decided not to do it this year. So I will not be going out on the road okay. doing stand-up this year. So, um, so, in fact, tonight will be my last my last big gig of this show for for ages. So I hope it's good. Tonight will be. I hope the, it's not shit.
0: Tonight will be the last time. The next time people see you, you'll be a seven year old girl. Yeah, <laughs> like Cal's daughter, <laughs> having learnt your routine.
1: Oh, by the way, I would love nothing more than an excuse to go into hiding. Like, if literally there was some sort of thing where they're like, you have to be in hiding for like a year and we're going to pay you to be in hiding for whatever this project is, that would almost get me across the line on the project.
0: Well, we just need to get you to witness a horrendous crime. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess- put you into
0: witness protection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that seems like the best way to do it. I probably should just (laughs) go on a holiday or something. (laughs) I should witness a major crime and fear for my life and have to change my name no that's a great suggestion Uh, it's been a while since I've plugged the uh, Tofop
0: YouTube channel Tofop TV go there to check out all our Q&A videos and also lessons for life uh, the show about a life coach whose life's falling apart it's our first foray into a scripted series Mm -hmm. we'd really love your support get those views up that helps us with funding to make more stuff Um, and I think that's it I'm Charlie Clawson I'm Will Anderson (laughs)